Welcome. Welcome to Modern Mind. To Modern Mind. Ancient book. Ancient book. Where we together explore one of the most important books in human history. Welcome to another Modern Mind ancient book. Today we are going to discuss the book of Joshua. <clears throat> the book of Joshua starts with the death of Moses in 1405 and it closes with the death of Joshua in 1390. So it covers a 15 year span in the foundation in, in the foundation in the formation of the nation of Israel. Joshua is a book that was written to the judges generation. So the theocracy had been set up. That's what the Torah or the law was all about. Now Joshua was to go in and take the promised land of Canaan, which would then be renamed according to the tribes where each had inheritance and be known as a whole as Israel. So let's start with one of the major passages. Everybody who's familiar with this book is familiar with a prostitute named Rahab. She shielded two spies, and because of that, her and her family were saved. She ends up being actually a very consequential character in the life of what we call today the Bible, really a collection of 66 different books. What we've been through so far are six books. This will be the seventh book we're going through in chronological order. So again, the date of this, uh, 1405 BC to about 1390 BC. It spans the death of Moses to the death of Joshua. Joshua was <clears throat> slated to cross the river Jordan and begin the conquest of the land of Canaan. That was his job. First he sent the spies out and that's where we meet Rahab. She's pretty important. Now, interestingly, when they cross the Jordan River, the water stops and parts, or just stops, so that they can walk through <coughs> on dry land. It was a repeat of the miracle that was given to Moses, just on a much smaller scale. It set the, uh, it set the tone for Joshua. Joshua was just like Moses. Interesting how the story does that, how it tells a story repeatedly, even though it's different people, it's in different circumstances, it's a lot of similarities. And so you'll find that all through the Bible. The Bible is actually rather masterfully written and woven together. It's quite interesting that all 66 books really kind of jive with one part or many parts 
Um, and it's like a continuing theme. There's a lot of uh, circles where you have a rise and a fall, a rise and a fall. Uh, particularly among the kings, which when we get there we'll talk about that. But you have these early themes like God is the one who controls the chaos waters and makes them waters that bring life. And so the waters that Joshua are going to pass throughout the Jordan are going to bring the Hebrews into the land of Canaan, and he receives the same type of miracle that Moses received. So, kind of a neat side note. Also, keep in mind Rahab. She's important. So, the title of the book is named after the principal leader, Joshua, Yehoshua, in Hebrew. His name is Salvation. Moses changed his name to Joshua, which means Yahweh is salvation. Jesus is that name. Yesu in um, Greek is Joshua. Yeshua. So, that's pretty neat. So, Through the story of Joshua, God is providing a physical deliverance of the land of Canaan to Israel through Joshua's skillful battle. Joshua is a good general. He's a good leader. This book, again, was given to the period of the Judges. So you have, to, you have to understand that this book has kind of two major points. One, after Joshua entered the land and they began the conquest, after they had escaped their foreign oppressors, they were to come in and take their own land. And they were to rule that land according to the law, according to their theocracy. They had to do some pretty brutal things to guarantee that they would not fall prey to the belief systems of the people around them. They were to utterly destroy and wipe out all of the people around them. And the point of that was so that theirs would be the only religion. Theirs would be the only worldview that existed in their land. According to the book, it was to keep them safe from worshipping falsely or from turning from God. Because as we vaguely talked about in Deuteronomy, hopefully you've read it, there is a blessing and a curse with the agreement made between God and Moses and the people of Israel. If they did right, they would be blessed. If they did not, they would be removed from the land and they would suffer greatly. So Joshua was one of the two original spies, Joshua and Caleb. He was born in Egypt under foreign oppression. He was to be the one who made Israel great, 
who gave Israel, who led Israel into the land by God's power. He was the leader. Now, the two main points which will be conveyed to the next generation, the generation of the book of Judges, in this book, the book of Joshua, is that the people who went to take the land under the leadership of Joshua, they failed to drive out completely their enemies, and thus they fell prey to worshiping Baal and other foreign gods, and thus anger the anger of God burned against them. So, that was point one. That there was a failure to drive out the enemies before them completely. The second thing was that even though it was known that there shouldn't be no worship of foreign gods, they never did stop worshiping foreign gods after it started. There was no true correction. The behavior continued... And it was considered an act of disobedience. They were effectively breaking their own theocracy. They were breaking their own laws in the land that God had given them. So when the people come in to the land under Joshua, after they crossed the River Jordan, it took them seven years to conquer the lands which were to be theirs. All of the tribes then inherited their land. The tribes are Judah, Ephraim, Manasseh, Benjamin, Simeon, Zebulun, Issachar, Asher, Naphtali, Dan, and Joshua. In this, you find cities of refuge. Each tribe had, I believe, two cities of refuge. I'll have to read uh, for myself, or maybe one. And they had cities for the Levites. So each tribe had, a, well, an area that was theirs. But they also had Levites, or priests, who would serve among them in their respective areas. Each tribe had families. Each family had an inheritance. That inheritance could never be taken away from that family. There's, you know, rules about how marriage works and how inheritances work. But the Levites had cities (coughs) and they had um, their own animals and their own kind of pastures and whatnot, but they just had cities. They didn't have areas. And the Levites had no inheritance. Their inheritance was God. So they had the cities in the midst of the tribes. And in the midst of the tribes, they were to serve. And their inheritance was to be God. So the theocracy plays itself out by its laws and its ordinances. And then it also plays itself out in how the families were given areas, the heads of the families. And then in each area... Each part of the family had their inheritance that would be passed on and passed on, usually to the firstborn, but in some cases we see that's not true. In fact, in the Bible you find most often 
that it is not the preeminent, most powerful one whom is chosen. Most often it's the weaker one, which is quite interesting. So, again, Judah, Ephraim, Manasseh, Benjamin, Simeon, Zebulun, Issachar, Asher, Naphtali, Dan, Joshua. There are cities of refuge, and there are cities for the Levites. So, this book records a people whose God who has been faithful to them. Now, it's turned out that there's a particular type of difficulty when dealing with people. And you'll see this happen through all of these books. So, again, this is sort of a repeating theme. There is a pre- or prescriptive part, and there's a descriptive part. So God said, you shall do these things, as the Bible records. You'll go in, and you'll destroy everybody before you and leave nothing, so that your land is clean of any foreign idols and foreign worship. Then you have the descriptive portion, where the people go in, and they don't do what was commanded of them. This is pretty normal. So... The land was still given to them. God was faithful to them. But it came with the curse that the land would be difficult for them. That they would always struggle to deal with their enemies. That they would always have problems. And that foreign worship, or that worship of foreign gods would be also a thing that brought great difficulty from them. And indeed, will eventually remove everybody from the land. So, we've got a lot more to go before we get there. We're heading into now the book of Judges. So, when we get there, you're going to see a furtherance of the theocracy. You'll see how God chooses more individuals to lead the people, more of his influence in their world. That's what these books are all about. Thank you very much for joining me. Thank you for joining us. Come back soon. Thank you for joining us for Modern Mind, Ancient Book. We hope that the time spent with us was valuable for you. It certainly was for us. Like Isabella said, please come back soon.